Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. Say hey. Hi. That was my wife. And now... It is time to get into... The... Guard on Patrol segment. Go ahead and take it away, Sean. Thank you, Sean, and hello, my party people. Welcome back to the Guard on Patrol segment. So, um... Not really anything for me to talk about uh, at the moment, um, other than I have to take another trip to New Orleans. Um, my wife has uh, to meet with Dr. Arangio again. find out what's going on with her. She's waiting for a transport right now from our area to New Orleans. And, uh, She's uh, having issues like she had last time she had to be in there for a good while. She's, she's feeling weak, which I'm pretty sure she's not not eating right. Because she, she doesn't get hungry anymore. But uh, I tell her, you're going to eat. You're going to eat. Every day. So you got to eat. Can't starve yourself. I'd ever feel hungry. Well, just because you're hungry, or just because you're not hungry, don't mean you shouldn't eat. If you haven't eaten much all day, you need to eat. You might not be hungry, but your body doesn't always get hungry when your body needs it. And she doesn't have all of her guts, so. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a really big deal. And uh, we just kind of <clears throat> do do what we do the way we want to do it, and. It's not always a good thing to do it that way. 
Sometimes you need to take care of yourself better than you think you are. Sometimes you need somebody to push you to take care of yourself better. And I do that the best I can with her. I'm not going to force her to do something she doesn't want to do, but I damn sure don't like it when she needs to eat, but she doesn't. I think it's malnutrition right now, but I mean, she doesn't have all of her gut, so when she does eat, it goes straight through her and she doesn't really get all the nutrition she needs from it, so it's like, don't have to eat a lot, but eat enough. I know the recommended amount of food is like, your stomach is literally this, the size of your fist held up against your stomach, or held, held up against your stomach. Your, your inner lining is literally about the size of your, whatever it is. However it's supposed to be, be said, it's not very, big but it's not small I don't I don't know I'm just I'm not here right now I'm at work doing my rounds and I'm just not here When I get off work, I get to go home, get what my wife needs from the house, pack it into the car, gas up, and take a four hour road trip south. So, Hopefully, by Sunday, she will have been taken care of to the fullest of their extent and they will have fixed anything that they needed to fix and everything will be peachy keen and she will be back home. That is, that is how I'm looking at it. I'll still be making sure that this is put out there. And... Excuse me. Excuse me. And I will make sure that... I'll make sure that the next one is put out there. Next week on time. Um, I don't... I don't know what this episode this week is going to be about yet, but um, I'll either record it tomorrow or record it Friday or Saturday or Sunday. 
but I'll make sure it's recorded before 10 p.m. so it can be out when it's supposed to be. Uh, it's 10 p.m. my time, 11 p.m. Eastern. Eleven ten central. Yeah. I'm gonna keep everything moving smoothly. Alright. I'm gonna end this one here it over to Sean with the main segment. My party people, I'll see you next week with another guard on patrol and uh, take it away Sean. Hey, my party people. Thank you, Sean. So, shit hit the fan all weekend long. It is Sunday night, or Saturday night, I'm sorry. Saturday night, Sunday morning. It's 12.33 on Sunday morning right now. I picked up my wife from... One of the hospitals around here. So, uh, can't even fucking remember the name of the hospital right now. Because she needed to go and get transferred. She needed to get transferred from one hospital to the next. That was the only way they were going to transport her f- from here to there um, to New Orleans. I believe I talked about, um, I believe that's how I talked about it. On my uh, other part, on on the other segment, Anyway, the weekend was very shitty. Uh, (laughs) Let me explain the whole thing in in short term. I was trying to do it long term, but then I gave names that I didn't want to give. and It messed it up. So, about two in the morning, we leave... Rapids Regional Medical Center. Um, my wife decided she was going to get in, get a um, transfer from one hospital to the other, and that I would meet her out there. Well, instead of actually doing any transfers, they just did their own paper. They just did their own work. Decided the doctor decided, oh hey, she's not bad, she's fine. We're gonna send her home. So he sent her home. Now. What happened from there was instead of taking her home, I brought everything she would want 
for a lengthy stay at the hospital with me to pick her up. And then we left right from there at 2.30 in the morning. Left right from there. And went out to New Orleans. Now, we broke down about 30... Two to 36 miles away from the hospital. And, uh, I'm like, okay. The belt went. So I'm like, okay. That's, that's a problem. So, what happened was I took a nap in the car while my wife started to handle it. I figured because she had already gotten on the phone with the insurance, insurance would do their job. I should have figured they wouldn't. But we had to wait a while for their for their uh, servers to go back up. And then once their servers were back up and they called us back, or she called them, It was dealt with, partially. They were trying to find us a tow truck to come out to us. We were out on I-10 in Gary by Garysville, Louisiana, and uh, that didn't end up doing anything. So I called the first number I could find, or the first number I could, I could, which was a body shop called Pete's Body Shop. A lady answered the phone and I talked to her on the phone and I explained the situation we were having. She asked me what area we were in. I told her on maps it shows them about 4.1 miles away from you. I'm on I-10. Such and such exit was like 4.3 miles uh, north of us and then we had a tow truck out there within a few minutes now I should have just handled it from the beginning myself but my wife was already on the phone with them the moment the moment it was discovered that the moment it was discovered that it was the belt she discovered it was the belt walked in but walked around to the passenger seat sat down and got on the phone so I figured she had it handled we were out there for a few hours at the most and then a tow truck picked us up picked up the car picked us up took us back to the to Pete's body shop which is where we called I called Now, I knew my wife could handle the situation. I knew she could. But, the insurance wasn't doing nothing and they were giving us bullshit. So, you can only trust your insurance company so far to actually do their damn job. I don't think it's very hard to figure out that, hey... There's got to be a tow truck around here that's going to take us. That's going to take us with the car. 
I don't think that's very hard to figure out. I just don't think you should go through your insurance for it. Because your insurance ain't gonna do shit. They're just a way to say, oh hey, you could be on the road. That's about it. That's about all insurances are good for. About all car insurance are good for. I don't believe any other insurance is good for anything, but about the only thing that that insurance is good for is making sure that you go on a road. And you won't get stopped by the police asking why you don't have insurance when they pull up your tag. You know, same old bullshit. Everybody knows it. We don't have to worry about that so much in the country, really. But when I go into cities, I have to worry about it because if I see a cop car and they decide to tag, they decide to check my tag, you know. So, cut to the guy comes and picks us up, takes us over there. Good conversation, great guy, and uh, a caring guy. He cares about the people on the road there. And, uh, the lady inside the shop, when we get there, behind the desk, rags up our total, and, uh, before I go paying anything, she asks about a ride from there, and she asks about what we plan on doing when we, to, to get from there, and all that extraness, uh, very caring people so she uh, gets on the phone with body shop with other shops to try and try and find someone to help us fix the car and she can't get anybody to answer the phone so I'm like okay she can't find anybody to answer the phone she's trying for at least a couple hours at, at least, at the very least, it was about an hour before I found, before we finally found somebody. It's around 11 some odd in the morning by the time we leave there. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So it's about 10 something, and we've been there since about 8 something. It was about 8.30, we had our, we hit, we had the wrecker come pick us up, the flatbed, and, uh, it was about an hour or so after that, somewhere between 9 and 10, somewhere between 9.30 and 10 in the morning, before I finally got somebody on the phone, myself, I had to call around too. So I was calling around and the lady was calling around and I finally got a hold of somebody. It took me like three numbers to finally get a hold of somebody in that area. And uh, I, got, I finally got a hold of the guy. Um, it's uh, Crockett's Auto Repair.
keep in mind we are going between talking with her parents talking with a family friend that's down this way that or up this way that actually cares about uh about us and uh I'm gonna say a lot of her family gives her family and my family are like night and day different because there's not a whole lot of people I can I can count on in my own family not a whole lot of people I count on in my own family but regardless of that We find out on, or I find out later on her side of the family, they absolutely, everybody absolutely cares. And I know everybody that saw something, that saw something later on, and I'll tell you guys about that later. Everybody that saw something later on would have been more than willing to help out. And I understand one, I understand the ones that have, that did help. They are... I am forever grateful for them. And, uh, I always will be. And the ones that couldn't help out, I understand. Uh, I would have, I myself would have never asked for help. Uh, I would have did my best to figure it out on my own because I'm just that kind of hard-headed. But I absolutely... Let's put it this way. I'd still be stranded there in New Orleans right now. Without the car. And I'd probably be sleeping on the street tonight. We'll get to that later. So. These are the cliff notes I'm giving. Cliff notes I'm giving, by the way. Uh, it's not the full story. It's just as much of the cliff notes as I can give. Because I want to keep it as brief as possible. So I have time at the end. But this is still Thursday morning that I'm on. And we still have a whole Friday to go through. And... Saturday to go through. So. We get it. We, we get it figured out. We have it taken over to Crockett's Auto Shop. And the only thing I'm thinking is. These people are awesome people. And they are all a godsend at this point. That's not necessarily um, meant as a Christian meaning because that's 
not only limited to the Christian God, but figure of speech. It's a figure of speech. We all know it is. But they are literally I don't know I don't know where where I got the karma to, to be able to deserve to be to be deserving of such great great graces. But uh I lucked out. My wife and I lucked out. So we got that part figured out. When the wrecker got back, he was gonna take him out to Croc. He was gonna take the car out to Crockett's. Crockett and I spoke on the phone, and he said, uh, "He told me he couldn't get to the car today. He wouldn't be able to get to it today. However, he could get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow being Thursday, or no, I'm sorry, tomorrow being Friday." Yeah, tomorrow being Friday. And, uh, I said, that's fine. I just, I just need, I just need, need the car taken care of. I'll figure out anything else I need to figure out, but I just need the car taken care of. While I figure out, or I just need to know the car is going to be taken care of while I figure out the rest of this, because this is the situation I'm in. And, uh, this is how far away from home I am. Three and a half hours. So, he goes, well, really it was about three hours. I had about an hour left in the drive. So, yeah, we were we were around an hour away, 30-minute drive, or 30-some-odd 30, 30 mile drive, but it was a, an hour still till we got in there. So we got the, that figured out, and then um, she tallied up how much it would be, cut the cost of one toe, and put both toes as one toe together, and it came out to 200 and some odd. And so I, I was like, okay, that works for me. That's fine. We'll go with it. Cut to trying to figure out afterward a ride to New Orleans tried Uber tried Lyft called taxi companies in the area taxi companies in our area that we were at which is Garysville would not go out that way because it was not a round trip uh, their, their cars don't work that way they stay in that area Okay. Called ones in New Orleans to see if there was one that would be willing to come pick us up and bring us there. Didn't find very many. Found one that was literally they put you in the in a in a carriage in the back and they ride they 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 use a tricycle and they pedal you around and a tricycle so I gave up on that one afterward and said well this definitely ain't working so the lady there she was also looking around for places to try and get us try and help us get 
get to New Orleans because she understood the situation we were in. My wife needing to go to that hospital in New Orleans and all of that. So I'm like, okay, well, this is completely ridiculous. We are stranded here and have run out of options. The lady said, well, let me give some someone else a call and see if they're busy right now. See if they're busy today. She gave her granddaughter a call. And asked her granddaughter to give us a ride out there. Obviously, we would pay her. So I paid her through Cash App. To take us somewhere she was going anyway. So... We paid her for the ride there. She was going that way anyhow. So it, it worked out for her in that in that way. And it worked out for us in that way. And it wasn't any more expensive than any other option we were going to choose. Because she asked how much an Uber would cost. And I told her Ubers costed about 60, 62 bucks, somewhere around there. So she said, all right, well, they're willing to pay you. And all that. And I say, I have no problem paying. I really don't. I'm, I'll happily pay for a ride. So we rode with her granddaughter. Her granddaughter came over there and picked us up. We took our stuff into, into her car and we sat in the back seat. And relaxed. And uh, we get there. Everybody and anybody that can damn near, damn near tries to cause a wreck. She did, she did phenomenally with driving. She's a phenomenal driver. Well, to me, she is. I don't know how Leanna felt about it. So we finally get to New Orleans to the hospital and we get her checked in and set up in the uh, thing to wait to meet up with Dr. Arangio um, by this point I already paid already paid um, the lady's granddaughter and we had said our goodbyes to all to each other uh Probably never to meet again, but uh, maybe under better circumstances next time. Maybe under better circumstances next time. But, uh, so we meet up with them, well, meet, meet up there with Dr. Arangio, and Dr. Arangio looks directly at Leanna and talks to her about what's going on and. He says, the first thing he says is, well, 
it sounds like you have a blockage. We're going to emit you without even without even really doing a whole lot. The first thing he the first thing he says he evaluates her simply. He is a, a simple evaluation, asking how she's feeling and how what what's going on exactly. Um, so he can get a better feel for the situation. And he goes, all right. Well, from what it sounds like, it sounds like you have a blockage in your system. We are going to take care of that. She's admitted in. Naturally, they do the COVID test. All that special stuff. Get her into a room, and because of COVID regulations and restrictions at the moment, I'm not allowed to stay with her overnight. I'm allowed to stay with her in the room for a little while, but then I have to go. So, okay, now I'm stranded, don't have my car, and I'm practically on the street. Before I go, before I leave there, just to make my wife feel better, I say, okay, fine, I'll just get a hotel. I'll find a hotel nearby, I'll walk there, or I'll get an Uber there, or something. Because we're in or- we're in New Orleans, so Ubers run better. You can actually find an Uber there. So I get in there, and I take, it, take an Uber. The Aster Crown Plaza. We stayed there before. Uh, when we were visiting New Orleans, we stayed there before, and, uh, it was cheap at $88 a night, so I got two nights, because I figured I might end up not being able to get the car on Friday, I was wrong, I got the car, but I figured there might be a possibility I might have to stay in the car that next night. So instead of staying in the car, I just got it. I just got a room for two nights. Take an Uber to get there. Let me tell you exactly how hard it is for me to leave that room with my with my wife in it and not being able to stay there with her. The moment I left the room, I legitimately wanted to turn around and walk right back in that room and tell them that they'd have to they'd have to carry me out. If they wanted me out. I absolutely did not want to leave. I didn't want to leave her side. I knew that she would feel upset. And I knew. I know I was damn sure upset. And a lot of the workers were feeling the same way about it. They didn't want to kick me out. But they didn't really have any choice because of regulation. Hospital regulation at that time. So, what happened was, she left, um, she was left there, at the hospital. They, uh, put a tube in, through her nose, and down to her, down her esophagus, um, down into her stomach, uh, to drain, to drain the blockage, to, to drink, to get the blockage out. And, uh, while that was going down, I got checked into my hotel. 
and uh the workers are, are nice people they're cool people but at the same time if you don't get the right person they seem like an asshole which is just not the case they're not assholes they're, they were cool people as far as I could tell but um you know I'm always going to be biased and say that they seem like cool people even if they're not really I will be biased and say that they are only because I don't see a reason to badmouth anybody even even if they give me a complete completely good reason to like I won't go into detail anyway I got I got checked in and I went up to my room and I sat in my room and I talked to uh, talked to my wife for a little bit and texted with her and uh, passed out watching a show and uh, come to in the morning get on the computer I had my laptop she had her laptop um I say my laptop and her laptop, but they were, they're both mine, really. Uh, they're both, both of ours, because I don't, I don't see it as being mine. If I own it, it's also my wife's. So, that's how I see it. So, if she wants to use something, obviously she has permission to do so because it's hers, too. Even if I'm the one that bought it. Specifically for myself. Like. I got a blue laptop and I got a black laptop. My brother. That you guys. Heard me talk to on. Um. One of the early episodes. He bought the black laptop for me. And. She was using the black laptop. And I was using the blue laptop. Because the blue laptop lags more than the black laptop does. And I don't want her to have all that extra lag when... When she's doing something. It also has better graphics. So. It works better for her. If she's using it and doing pictures on Second Life. Or... You know. Just in general using the laptop. It works better than the other than the blue one. So I use the worst one happily I give my wife the better laptop happily Differences in laptop aside, we're both on Second Life and we're talking to one another on there. Because, you know, that's a good thing. This is Friday morning. And her parents and um, her parents and I are talking and uh, 
of talking to talking to my wife and she's talking to her parents and we're just trying to figure everything out I get in touch with Crockett and see where he's at probably around a little before noon yeah a little earlier than that maybe and he tells me exactly what's going on with the car and I don't remember everything he said because I can't remember everything he said all the time but I can tell you that I don't feel like I got gypped even a little bit. And I say that as a premise beforehand. Uh, all in all, the shit that he did and uh, stuff he had to re- stuff he replaced and all that. Uh, everything came out to eight hundred and fifty-five bucks. It was eight fifty four fifty nine, but we just rounded it up to eight fifty five at that point. He rounded it up to eight fifty five at that point, which is not a big deal to me. Uh, one dollar ain't gonna do nothing. But uh, I had to get a, I had to get an Uber from there out to. Napa in uh in Reserve, Louisiana and pay on the car. Come to later we get there I find out that there's no way I can do anything unless I pay for the whole thing. So I can't get the car unless I pay eight fifty five and I'm stranded there. Okay. I wouldn't be stranded there if I paid the eight, if I could pay the whole eight fifty five. But the only thing Napa does is you have to go through uh, one of their things in order to get the yeah you have to go that Napa that I was at only did it a certain way you had to go through a credit line for them if if uh you couldn't pay for the whole thing right away you would get the line of credit through napa but it would take a day to process it to process the application and then even so, it might not be that next day that it's processed fully. It might take up to a week to approve. And I don't have a week. If I'd have known that in the first place, I probably would have never even gone out there. I would have just figured something else out. But I ended up having to figure out how to work the money around. It's like, okay, this much, this much, this much. I have this much to start off with I have so much in my savings and I have so much in I have so much that's supposed to come back to me cause I was 60 for a uh, um, for the hotel rooms it was $88 a day 
and then you had a $60, uh, what you call it? I forget what it's called, but it was a $60 thing per day. So, altogether, they took 120 extra. It, it's something they hold for a, de- a deposit. That's what it's called. So, they held a deposit for that. Okay, I'll get the 120 back probably within a couple days. That's not a big deal. And my wife had explained things to me earlier about family that was helping. Um her mom talked her into putting the information onto the family uh, family group on Facebook to see if anybody could help well her brother helped he sent a hundred her mom and dad helped they sent some money and that money ended up going into getting the car back cause I had I needed to be able to have the car so they were trying to help us get back down this way to be able to get back down this way or up this way I keep forgetting we're north of New Orleans so (sighs) shit hold on We were fussing on the phone while I was trying to get the car back and I looked into my bank account and I checked everything I could and I was like, okay, what I can do is I could pay this. I should be able to pay this whole amount and I'll have a little bit left, very small amount left in both our savings account and our checking. I wasn't worried about food for myself or anything like that. I was just worried about getting the car back and being able to pick up my wife. When she was ready to go. And being able to see her. I didn't care much about anything about myself. I was totally prepared to sleep in the car after that second night. In the hotel. I would have slept in the car and waited right up there. Waited right outside the hospital for her. Which I had no problem doing. None whatsoever. So there was absolutely nothing stopping me from doing what I had to do. So I took that money that I had, went in and I paid the eight fifty-five. Got on the phone with Crockett. Told him, "Hey, I already got. I got it paid. I got the um. I got the receipt right here in my hand." He said, "Cool." I'll be right up there to pick you up. Wait there. Waited a few minutes. Crockett showed up. Showed up in my car. I got into the passenger seat. He went and picked up a couple things that he needed to pick up from there. Picked them up, put them in the back seat. I put my stuff in the back seat. I got in the, got in the, um, 
I let him drive back to the shop because I don't know where the shop's at. I let him drive back to the shop. Got, uh, we got out. He gave me the, he gave me the, uh, I forget what they call it. He gave me the information that I needed. He gave me the, the sheet that I needed with, with all the stuff on it that he did. He showed me videos. He brought me into the shop with him. Showed me videos. And whatnot that he took before he did... Before he did any real work. Or before he really started doing the work. He, ta- he takes videos to show you what he's doing. And he takes pictures to show you what he's doing. It makes it easier to, to do it that way. Um, it makes it easier for him to do it that way. Because he can show you the problems that you're having. And what he had to do to fix it. So you know you're not being gypped. I kind of feel like 8.55 was a bit much. But fair price. I mean, I spoke to guys at Napa and all that. And they said that he's literally the best in the area. So I legitimately had my car fixed by the best person in the area. And he's a one-man operation. He does it all by himself. He just uses... He, he just... He uses Napa for... Payment. Napa get... Napa collects the payment. He pays Napa. Um... Napa collects the payment... From people that do the work or from the from the from the people he that go to him and he he pays Napa so much a month to do that or so much a month and he he goes to Napa a lot he only uses Napa so I guess they have some sort of deal going on between the two of them I don't know exactly how that whole thing works but uh He buys the parts from Napa, and we pay the we, we pay for what he buys for, for the parts that he buys for us. The the client, and um, he collects some sort of commission. I guess I I don't know exactly how that whole thing goes. I don't need to know that part. All I need to know is there's the people that I pay. I go pay them. He picks me up, takes me. Back to his shop, shows me what he shows me the videos and stuff. I asked him if he could send me the videos and the pictures, and he said, "Yeah, he could send them to me." He sent them to me. I already have them on my phone. And uh, let me tell you, that car runs better than it did before it went into his shop. One, it's running now. It's not, you know, out of commission. But there was a loud rumbling before. It's not there anymore. 
it's no longer there. It, it's it's calm. She's she's much better, much better after being in her, much better after being in his shop. thing went out again so get the car back now I gotta go back to New Orleans so I drive back to New Orleans and spend a few hours trying to find a parking spot finally get a parking spot and then I have to walk back to the hotel while I'm walking back to the hotel I start walking the wrong way because of my GPS and uh, as I'm walking the wrong way I hear from a, a couple people around me. One is a female, one's a male. The female says something, and then the male says something like, "Ah, oh, no, he's probably just a he's probably just high. He's probably just a guy that's high. He, he I don't I don't he he don't don't bother with him. He's probably just some high some someone who's high. Probably just some piad. <laughs> I smile." But I have my hood on, so it's not like they can see it. I smile about it. And I keep walking. And I figure out that I'm going the wrong way. And what should have been a 9 minute walk. Ended up becoming a 17 minute walk. So I get finally get back to the hotel. And I sit online with my wife all night. Until 2 in the morning. Then I go to bed. Wake up multiple times and start talking to my wife in the morning. She says, There's good news. She says, I'm most likely going home today. I said, Oh, that's, that's great news. So we're on Saturday morning right now. Oh, shit. I skipped Thursday night. I skipped something Thursday night. On Thursday night, I had to go walk to find food to eat. And, uh... There was a bar that was supposed to be open, but it wasn't. It it closed at 2 p.m. That I was going to go to is called Hobnobbers. And, uh... One of the workers there, um, at the Aster told me um told me about it said that there's there's great food there and plenty of plenty of good drink so I was thinking maybe I'll go out for a beer and then go back to the hotel afterward well it was raining and I walked a lot further than I was wanting to but I found the hobnobbers and I found out it was closed so I'm like okay that fucking sucks. The guy told me how to get there, so I figured I wouldn't have a problem finding it. So I walked down there, 
and I did find it, sort of, but it was closed, so I'm like, okay, uh, I'll just have to find somewhere else, so there's a little, uh, a little corner store, I walked by on my way out there, I'm like, fuck it, I'll go back to the corner store, they got chicken, so I can get something decent to eat, and this was Thursday night, before I went to sleep, and I bought some chicken strips, six of them, they were good, they weren't really good, but they were good. Not like Church's Chicken or Raising Cane's or Popeye's. Good, but they were... It was chicken strips, so you can't expect it to be exemplary. So, I got it. Got the food. And... I don't know how I missed it, but they had cigars there too. So, I ended up missing a whole cigar selection. If I'd have been able to find us a nice cigar that night, I would have bought a cigar that night. Smoked outside of the uh, hotel room before going in, but... Couldn't find a nice one, so I just said... I couldn't find... I couldn't see... I didn't see it, so I didn't know it was there. I didn't end up seeing it until Friday night. After I was on my way back. So what ended up happening was I left there. Went back to the hotel. Ate. Talked with my wife. Passed out. I already told you what happened on Friday. So. I get back to the hotel room Friday night. Get back on the computer. And I'm sitting on there with her overnight. And that happened. Uh, the next morning, I get from there, and I go, uh, I go get ready, Saturday morning, I get ready to leave, and, uh, as I'm getting ready to leave, my wife and I are talking on the phone, and she said they'd already taken their tube out, and all of that, and that she was getting ready to be discharged here soon, so I'm thinking, alright, cool, talk on the phone with her through getting um checked out and all that and the walk to the car i stopped off and bought a cigar from the cigar store that 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 corner store there that had the had a humidor i bought a romeo e julieta and it was nice it was very nice uh it's a robusto so it was a short cigar um I think Robustos are between 4 inches and 5 inches, somewhere around there. And I was explaining that on the phone to my to my wife and walking behind these people. And when they heard 4 to 5 inches, a couple of them looked, turned around and looked at me. And I'm thinking, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking on the phone. This was at the, gar- this was at the garage. So I get to the car, I'm sitting in the car for a little bit. 
And, uh, as I'm sitting in the car for a little bit, I, uh, go, uh, get in, uh, I get in the car, and I drive, and I lose myself multiple times trying to get into the, um, hospital. Finally get there, not ten minutes later, they're, they're discharging my wife. So they're discharging my wife, so I'm like, okay, cool. So I sit there and I wait for her. I go out and around to the pickup, patient pickup, and I wait for her and I get her in the car. Give her a kiss and show her the invoice for the car. And uh, she sees the belt and the... She didn't see the rest of the pieces because she didn't look down further into the, into the box that I have all the pieces in, but... That happens, and on the way home, we sit there and chill as we're drive as we're driving. Stop off and get some raisin canes. Uh, we had family that helped us out with some more money, and um, so we had enough to be able to eat on and get enough gas to get here, and uh plenty more to to handle for the week at least until I get paid then I can start trying to pay people back if I can and uh yeah that's uh that's how my weekend is gone we finally get home and I'm thinking I just I don't know $855 for the car. We literally blew through about $1,400. I had gotten paid $300 and something. I had $100 in the bank. So I had about $400 and something before we left here. And I had $1,000 in savings. And I ended up blowing through that whole $1,000. Hotel rooms. Fucking all of this extraness. I blew through a little less than a 1400 maybe. But. Uh, I don't. It, 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 it was a fucking. Shit ton. That we blew through. And I had kind of no choice. Cause. Couldn't get the car back if I didn't pay. And. Would be stranded. An hour away from my wife, who was sitting in the hospital, wishing her husband was with her. And I don't blame her. Because I wouldn't want to be in the hospital and away from her. But. Oh well. So, that was my fucking weekend.
and the guy is the Crockett when I spoke to him and I told him that he was the only guy I could get a hold of he told me well I was on the road if you're lucky I wasn't under the hood of a car because I would have never answered the phone if I was under the hood of a car which I understand you know when you're in your work you want to be in your work But he, he told me himself that he had plenty of work to do and he'd been backed up for quite a while. So, since before that last storm hit, he had been backed up. So, I mean, he didn't even really even have to take my thing. He, he took it because he wanted to help out somebody. The money helps. You know, but he was already fooled up on work. So he went out of his way to help me, sort of. Which makes me happy to know that, you know, people, there are people out there that actually care. And I uh, still have to deal with the family friend I mentioned earlier that has a shop here called Autotech. He's, he was the one that we usually go to at this point. And I still got to talk to him and show him uh, the invoice and all that. And I'm going to show him the videos that the guy took and show him what the guy actually did for us. And, uh, she runs like a, like a brand new, brand new car at this point to me. Um, but we did have one issue tonight. That's after the road trip was already done. And that was that the AC went out. So, you know, there's that. But I'm, I'm happy with her. And I'm happy with the work he did. And... While I don't believe that it was worth $855 altogether. I'm not dissatisfied. With what happened. With, 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 with finally getting some help. I'm not dissatisfied that's for sure. Especially since he was the best guy in the area. And everybody knew him. Which isn't really surprising for a small town area but anyway um yeah even the guys over at Napa that I talked to I just mentioned Crockett and one of them looked over at me he's like working you you uh dealing with Crockett I said yeah I'm dealing with Crockett he said uh that's a good man he's an awesome man it's very good work cool but uh yeah that was the cliff note version of my weekend all right everybody i will uh talk to y'all next week now to sean with the generic outro 
till next time, my party people. Stay safe out there. Hey, everybody. So, I hope you liked tonight's podcast. And, uh, if you, uh, if you enjoyed this and you are able to, I would hope that you would leave a like wherever you hear it from. If you're able to like it, I hope you like I hope you press the like button if they got one. Uh, just, um, just having, just having even one person listening, you know, makes my day. It makes my week. Uh, just doesn't make my whole week. <laughs> it makes my week, not my whole week. Alright, so... Um, yeah. I, um... I hope that you guys, uh... Enjoyed it, and... Well, I mean, uh, of course you enjoyed it. You wouldn't still be here if you didn't. Uh, so I will give you my opinions. The cigar is always good, and uh, I always enjoy talking to y'all and and. Smoking a cigar while I do it. And of course, just throwing out my opinions is funny too. But, uh, yeah. Alright, well. As always, my, uh, opinion is you should come back for more. I don't know. I'm doing it weekly. So, come back for more next week. I try to do it every Sunday if I can, but sometimes my phone decides to be stupid. Um, yeah. Alright. You guys have a good one. And I will see you next time. Bye, my party people.